Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Madam Slave. Now, coming off the heels of the highly anticipated and finally revealed trailer for the Black Panther movie uh, coming out in February 16th of 2018, um, I figured I'd dive into some of his... Uh, lesser known associates and Madam Slay is very much that Madam Slay um, she is a Marvel Comics character she first appeared in Jungle Action number 18 that was back in November of 1975 so she is just over 40 years old um, she is a Wakandan her base of operations has been the, now I'm going to butcher this name as well, Ninjakata Village, uh, in apostrophe J-A-D-A-K-A. Um, her aliases is our Madam Slay. Her real name has not been revealed in anything that I found online. And with her having such a smaller presence in the larger Marvel Universe, I doubt that there's anywhere else where her birth name or given name has been um, revealed either she is a human that is a very interesting part of her story um her enemies are black panther t'challa um iron man tony stark and jim rhodes and also a guy by the name of wakabi who to my understanding is t'challa's uh right hand man she has been affiliated with Eric Killmonger, who is going to be played by Michael B. Jordan in the upcoming Black Panther movie. Um, he is her former master and lover, which is eh, gets kind of icky <laughs> to even think of that, but I'll stop there. Um, another affiliation or associate that she has is a guy by the name of Mute. Um, we'll get into him a little bit more later. Uh, Prey. P-R-E-Y-Y and other leopards were her servants um let's see so she's part of Killmonger's legions has been her group and uh, again like I said she is a human she is not a mutant she is not um a super powered individual but I found her to be quite interesting um being a character of the 70s she has a very particular look which is like this black fair faucet but with body 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 she um oddly enough looking at her versus um calypso there they both were mm, for all intents and purposes villains in the marvel universe but their looks seem to vary uh quite noticeably um i don't know i guess Madam Slay is deemed more attractive, conventionally attractive, but even with her, with comics, you get very, 
it's very easy to slip into a pervy sort of look when you're drawing these female women excuse me um in comics and especially with comics being as old as they are and women not having been included in them in the beginning the characters can come off very overtly sexual like for no reason like case in point wonder woman who i believe was like created out of her creator's um interest in bondage and snm madam slay however has this she's a brown-skinned woman long luscious thick black hair her outfit um is this generic silver choker which you would associate with africa um she has this leopard printed bra leopard printed cape which is pink or reddish depending on which way you look at it because comics of course back then didn't have the same color that we have now so i'll just go with like a light red and this sash across her kind of like a skirt I bring this up mainly because this, you know, to give you a visual of what she looks like, but this doesn't come off as sexual to me as a lot of comics, ladies in comics do nowadays and within the last few decades. I can't put my finger on exactly why. Um, I don't want to blame it on her just being an African character and that seeming to fit the role because that's not it, um, but it may have something to do with it. All in all, this, now I can't remember seeing a woman in comics and from the 70s who <laughs> was thick this is uh madam slay is buffy the body in these pictures um but all that aside her powers and abilities are again being her being human listen to this uh many of killmonger's allies which i'll stop right here i'm not going to go into killmonger because i don't want to make this issue be about him um short story he is a adversary of t'challa the black panther and we could leave it there um killmonger's allies were granted powers from the resurrection altar however madam slay only demonstrated the talent of controlling leopards perhaps this was like um something maybe was kind of like a training of leopards but back then with the mystical and fantastical being in comics running rampant i'd like to believe that this is something that she just attained on her own since she is a baseline human and not a mutant or inhuman or whatever so for this issue we're gonna go with her being a human who just was so goddamn powerful and focused that she was able to attain these abilities of being able to control leopards um but she also used knives that could be extended from her gauntlets um and she also controlled a guy named mute now the significance here for me is that again this is a baseline human in this overall marvel universe she is able to handle her own although she got her start as being a love interest of killmonger she is her own person um mute is a guy who obeyed Madam Slay's commands implicitly. Uh, he apparently knew what he was doing and what he was doing was wrong, um, but he just she, he was under her control. That being said, Mute is the only person who has, as far as I've seen, been under the um, I guess mind control of Madam Slay which is again a feat all of in itself because if she has this ability to simply control leopards but she also is able to control this man who again is just a baseline human he does not have any mystical powers that makes him more susceptible to anything 
Um, Mute, however, is a guy whose powers are that he is mute and very large and immense, if not superhumanly strong. The photo of him and Madam Slay side by side, I'll give her maybe mm, five, seven, five, nine. This guy has to be well over 6'11", 6'11", 16, 6'11", maybe 7 feet. Um, he's, he was a savage fighter. He's also a Wakandan. Um, he has peak human strength. And he was mute in the way that... And it's a technical breakdown. A, mm, a phonic, which uh, means that he couldn't produce void... <laughs> Excuse me. He couldn't produce noise via his vocal cords, which in turn made him mute. Um, I would like to get a backstory on it, which <laughs> I would like with all the characters I discussed, but it would be really great to incorporate him into the uh, Black Panther parts of the uh, Marvel Universe. Looking th over the. Black Panther trailer that came out and looking at the different videos where people have dissected what was going on, different meanings. Not once has Mute or Madam Slay appeared, which is like, eh, okay, you know, whatever. You can't include everything. You can't please everybody. But I would hope, and I am praying and hoping, and Marvel, if you hear me, <laughs> take my suggestions. It would be really nice to see some sort of spinoff be it in a comic book be it in a solo series be it in a Netflix series be it on Hulu being it somewhere where we could have Madam Slay and Mute this woman who is an adversary of Black Panther on her own her own solo series her and this gigantic ass man who is all intents and purposes just her muscle um, he doesn't speak which that for one a woman led series where there's a man who does not speak perfect um she only appeared in three issues well three or six depending on what you how you look at it three um initial issues that she appeared in were jungle action that was volume two number 18 back in november 1975 when she first appeared um secondly iron man annual volume one number five which is december of 1982 and lastly the official handbook of the marvel universe volume one number eight back in august of 83 which that doesn't really count as an appearance for me because it's essentially just a dictionary saying these are the characters that we have so far these are their powers and backstories um i say or six because she also appeared in the once in future king storyline um in the black panther series in two issues but she wasn't a major player and that is an alternate universe which forgive me because i did not write down that distinction um jeez 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 let me see if i can find it real quick and nope not looking too good so i'll add it on the show notes but she um she it i, I just with the success of black panther because i'm calling it now in uh what is this june of 2017 that of course we know black folks are going to be out in numbers come february 16th and um so there's going to be success with black panther unfortunately uh world of wakanda the roxanne gay written series about the dora milaje and wakanda at large has been canceled boo to them um i believe black panther and the crew 
is canceled as well. I could be wrong, but at the time of this recording, I think they've been canceled. I say all that to say when this book comes, when book, when this movie comes out, and you have numbers on top of numbers on top of numbers, because we do show up and we do show out when it comes to black properties and things that we're passionate about. Um, it would be so nice if we can get books associated with the Black Panther mantle, but that don't directly rely on him. Um, I would love to see a Lady Slay written series with Mute and even throw in some Killmonger or throw in some aspects of the movie, but this is just one character in a myriad of other characters who could be used, um, who could be spent off from the Black Panther mantle. Like, I mean, that the fact that Word of Wakanda was canceled is heartbreaking. But this is a way that you can make up for this Marvel by bringing in some of these more obscure characters who have limited backgrounds and flesh them out. Give them to characters who people of color, teams of color, and just competent-ass people who can write these phenomenal stories that we are missing. Um, I will get... <laughs> but I'll digress. Let me stop here for a second. I know boys in tin boots that are stomp your face through the floor. Prisons that got bars that are better than yours. You know, I would say that I'm sunning you bastards, but if it was left up to me, you would have been gone by the morning after. If Asada Shakur broke out of prison, why would I respect anybody doing a sentence for no snitching? You got your boys out here dying deaths bloodier than Christ, yet not even worth half the sacrifice. If Malcolm killed for freedom, why would I respect anybody out here killing for bragging rights? If God forgives and you don't, that makes you half the man, yet all the sin. But I guess there's no point of believing in God if you can't see him. And if he's small enough to wear around your neck, I see why you think you can be him. You mistake heaven for being rich. Honesty for being a clip. Soon you won't even be able to tell the difference between your daughter and your bitch. Now that was um, Jasmine Mann's spoken word um, entitled, You Gonna Get This Work. Um, I inserted that piece to this issue because... Um, hearing this for whatever reason invoked um, feelings of Madam Slay like when I think about this character oddly enough the drawing of Madam Slay from the 70s and 80s looks a hell of a lot like um, almost like Tiana Taylor but the voice that I hear when I'm hearing Madam Slay in my head very much is Jasmine Mans. Now, there is no accent, no, you know, African accent. Wakanda's a made-up place, so for me, that didn't really matter. Um, I'm sure Jasmine could put on some type of accent, could or couldn't either way. This is the voice that I heard. In this poem, you're going to get this work, very much um, kind of spoke to the things that I see uh, when researching Madam Slay. Because for me, she is hmm, very powerful in her own right. 
uh, what she suffers from is what a lot of women in comics suffered from back in the day, which is being at service of a man. Um, her situation is rather different with her having control over mute, uh, a, a man, whatever. Um, but to me, within doing this research on her, although she only appears in, we'll say, three and a possible seven, oh, excuse me, six comics, she, with such a small role, because it's even much smaller than Calypso's from, uh, if you remember back in season one of Carefree Black and Arrow when I covered her, but with Madam Slay having such a small uh, presence in the Marvel Universe and in Marvel Comics, she still, it's so powerful and so uh, she stands on her own she started off of course as a concubine hookup of um, excuse me Killmonger which again moving past him she was a lover and ally of him Um, she had the ability of course to command leopards and was using this and this this part of her history is why I say I don't really even see her as a villain Um, you could say anti-hero or whatever but this woman in this African nation is using her powers, God-given or whatever, not to attack people, but to attack um, a specific kind of people. She was using her leopards to um, slaughter leopard hunters, which is like, when we look at it on this larger picture, even on a micro level, she's essentially protecting her own. Not even that, she's protecting from these damn colonizers and poachers and hunters who are after these animals that ain't doing shit to you. So you flying, boating, running into Africa, into Wakanda specifically, or her area of Wakanda, and you're going after these leopards. For what? There is no explanation there. Her villainous uh, side comes into place when she um, attacks or fights with the Black Panther. In this story where she's attacking the leopard hunters with her leopards by using her mind control powers, she first encountered the Black Panther and Wakabi um, because they came to investigate the killings of these leopard hunters. Madam Slay captured the Black Panther, um, although he escaped and he fought her and Wakabi was able to knock her unconscious, but the very fact that this human woman who has these mystical abilities not because she's a mutant or inhuman or just born with it this is just something that she has been able to do that in itself makes her strong as hell um on top of that black panther who has all these great attributes and he's so uh dynamic in his fighting style and he's the, the one of the smartest characters in the world and he's the richest character in marvel comic like all this stacked up on him makes her defeat of him that much more significant true enough she was ultimately defeated but this woman held her own and def- well defeated or held her own against the black panther and his uh sidekick right hand man wakabi all that being said, they come to um, investigate these leopard hunters, and it's like, okay, motherfucker, this is what she's doing. This is what she's able to do. She's caring for these animals who are in their natural habitat. These niggas coming in here and they attacking and fighting and trying to kill something that is precious to this particular, well, just to nature in general. And I get that you want to stop her from killing, but can we anywhere address the fact that these motherfuckers is coming in here killing? 
was naturally supposed to be here. It's like they are a virus that has entered your body and that is attacking your body. She is your immune system kicking their motherfucking ass. Now you coming in trying to, I guess, investigate and see what's going on, but ultimately it ends. I still don't see her as a villain. Now, um, if you do, you know, <laughs> kindly tweet me at Carefree Blurred or, you know, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com and let me know, well, you're wrong because she's a villain because of X, Y, and Z. I just don't see her that way, um, looking objectively or looking at the situation as a whole. To me, it seems like a mother caring for her kids, somebody breaking in, killing them and kidnapping them and shit. You're going to do everything in your power to stop that from happening, even when the police come and beat at your door because they didn't find four or five bloody bodies in front of your house. Like, I don't know, that's the way I see it. Um, thereafter, uh, Killmonger, after his first death, because, you know, he dies a lot, Madam Slay preserved his body with secret herbs. Um, she kept watch over the body until one night when the Mandarin came to take it away. Uh, using his rings, the Mandarin was able to amplify the Resurrection Altar. Again, the Resurrection Altar is what gave uh, Killmonger's legions a lot of their powers, but not Madam Slade. That's another part that I think is very significant because all of his lackeys and sidekicks and whoever had to receive their powers from this particular altar. Madam Slade did not. This woman is holding her own with her natural abilities. She didn't need any enhancements. So. I just don't see why she's not like more in the forefront of this Wakandan Marvel multiverse atmosphere, whatever. But, um, so Mandarin took the resurrection altar and returned Killmonger to life. Uh, he returned to Madam Slate, Killmonger did, and the two plotted to kill the Black Panther and return to Wakanda to, <coughs> excuse me, to his ancient ways. Now, this is where I guess you can get the kind of gray area, but it seems as if Killmonger is after the throne and Madam Slay is after self-preservation and preservation of how things were before. Um, with her having such a limited run, there's a lot to dissect, but there, I still don't see her as a villain. All of this that I'm saying is pretty much leading up to that. I don't see this woman as a villain. Um, though she is the antagonist and she is presented that way, just like Calypso, I just don't see her that way. Um, after this failed attempt, Tony Stark, um, Iron Man, visited Wakanda. Madam Slade drugged Jim Rhodes and took him prisoner. Killmonger appeared to have killed the Black Panther during this time and blamed Rose and Stark, thus convincing the Wakandans that he could lead them to vengeance. Um, of course, the Black Panther then returned and, excuse me, revealed that he had faked his death using an LMD. The heroes attacked and Madam Slade called in Killmonger's troops, but the Black Panther still defeated Killmonger. The Mandarin recalled his ring and Killmonger reverted to an inanimate skeleton. Cool. Ultimately, what I take away from this, from her limited run, is that Madam Slay is yet another character, character of color, woman character, woman character of color, who has received the short end of the stick. Um, there are tons of characters who are just floating around in the ether in the top two, you know, DC and Marvel comics, just somewhere that people haven't you know reached out and done anything with i feel like again this is doing a disservice to not 
resurrect this character um not only because this is a woman this is a woman of color and this is a woman who is formidable in her own right who does not have who does not need a man to i guess help save her because her relationship with killmonger seemed to come off as more of a hookup and lover situation it wasn't defined by him saving her and even when they both plotted against wakanda it was more or less um or against black panther it was more or less like a partnership it wasn't a you're my subordinate because you're a woman and you're not capable um that i would imagine is probably a side effect of her having such a limited run um only appearing in three possibly six issues and not having a full fleshed out backstory where someone could come along and fuck up this already established order where now she's crying for Killmonger to help her because I'm this damsel in distress although I have these powers that I've gotten on my own and I've been taking care of myself since I appeared in comics but again I digress um I think that with Black Panther being such a huge um hit off not even the comics just off of the appearance in captain america civil war um the trailer for the new movie the um applaud and praise that it's received just from the casting choices alone then mentioning the music the fact that you're using these this is the one movie where it doesn't seem like you're pandering or you're exploiting black culture by using hip-hop and um and black music because there is such thing as black music um with all the acclaim that black panther is getting already to me it would make sense to go back in wakandan history and pick out all these characters pick out the mute pick out um uh madam slave pick out kill pick out all these fringe characters um hell especially the twins that he had with uh storm pick out all these characters and bring them to the forefront in some type of way we have 511 x-men books marvel doesn't even have the rights to x to mutants and we have all these damn books marvel cinematic universe is a well-oiled machine that is pumping out hits back to back to back to back if we can have 13,000 damn x-men books what is the harm in with the success and praise that Black Panther is having, not even have hit theaters yet, giving me seven, eight, nine titles of Wakandan culture, characters, just bring all the, you don't even have to make up anything new because you have all these established characters who haven't been seen since the 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, it's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's a shame and I would very much like to see this African country, this African nation, these these african areas where we're not operating like you do in the western world give these properties over to women and men and trans persons and differently able persons who are african natives people who are from different areas in africa people who have grown up here people who are first generation you know americans because their um parents were immigrants see what you will come up with then because it, I, I feel like that's very important when you're presenting these new titles it's more than just well let's put black panther in new york and let him be around the rest of the avengers no give me because you're ultimately you're going to keep telling the same type of stories i want to see what this young girl who is in her early 20s and been drawing for her whole life and grew up in south africa and she's 
been into comics and comic cartoons and shit since she was a kid what stories is she going to come up with with her own personal lived in experience it's going to be very different from the little girl boy that then grew up in New York or then grew up in Chicago and they grew up watching comics that were readily available that always represented American you know so I don't know I uh calm it down a little bit uh but ultimately i just would really like to see what would happen if we could give some of these properties over to people who represent at least 50 60 70 percent of what these characters actually are um i would love to see madam slay accompanied by some gigantic ass dude as mute um in a netflix series uh but shit give it to Oprah and let her put it on own and and see what you'll come up with. Let Ava DuVernay write it. You know, we already have that Lupita Rihanna heist movie coming out thanks to Tumblr and Twitter, uh, Black Twitter specifically. Um, You know, so I want to see more because it's just not enough. You know, folks complain that Miles Morales is the black Spider-Man. And then you complain that, oh, well, Captain America is black right now. And you have, uh, it's just... All this stuff that we have here to complain about, don't let this, the stress and pressure of these fanboys and girls who want shit to be just like it was in the 60s, now in 2017, prevent you from not exploiting, but using the fact that diversity is what we need. I don't know, give me Madam Slay. Give me a, um action figure that I can give to my nieces and nephews. Give me a book that I can read on the go while I'm flying across the country or I'm just (laughs) sitting quietly in the corner of my house. Give me something with this character because Black Panther is hot. He's hot right now and he's going to be hot straight through the year at the very least until next summer. Let's ride that wave. We have enough time that we can come out with a six um, to 12 issue miniseries uh, limited run or whatever. Like just give me more i need more of madam slay i need more of wakanda i need more than just this surface level this is the black panther story because black panther as great as t'challa is there's more to be done with this corner of the marvel universe there's nothing there's nothing (laughs) i feel that's being done that's at equal level of like an avengers or an x-men Give me Wakanda. Welcome to Wakanda. <laughs> so, um, oh, I did find that Madam Slay's alternate timeline appearance was actually in the storyline Once in Future King, which was instead of Earth 616, where this Madam Slay is, this was Earth 11236. Um, in the alternate future version, many of Killmonger's former allies, including Madam Slay, were um, seen in the Once in Future King timeline. This was Black Panther 3, number 36 and 37. In this timeline, 25 years in the future, Killmonger and his allies joined forces with uh, T'Challa, the renegade son of T'Challa. Even after T'Challa slew Killmonger, his former allies continued with their plan. Now they were working for T'Challa. Madam Slay, along with several others, were thrown out of a window and knocked out during a short struggle with Luke Cage, aka Power Man, and the Falcon, Sam Wilson, who is currently Captain America. That's um kind of why 
I say you can consider her having appearances in three books or six, depending upon if you include the Once a Future King timeline. For this, I will. So I'll just say six. She has six appearances. Um, in that appearance, she's thrown to her death. <laughs> Sad but true. So um, all in all, Madam Slay is one of the obscure characters of the Black Panther lore or history who um, could stand to use an upgrade and be handled with care. Like, because even villains, anti-heroes, or whatever, everyone's a hero in their own story, but I don't see how Madam Slay was a villain. I just I just don't see it. So, you know, we're going to keep this conversation going. If you see that she's the villain and you're screaming into your headphones, your telephone, your computer screen, and you're like, yes, she was a freaking villain, then... Let me know. Always hit me up. Email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Twitter is like the quickest way to hit me up. Live tweet with me with the Carefree Blurred um, handle at the CBN pod hashtag. Um, again, Instagram, carefreeblacknerd. Same thing with Tumblr. Um, I don't know. Everyone under the sound of my voice, go... Uh, pre-order a ticket to Black Panther now, several months in advance. Um, but yeah, this is it. This wraps up another wonderful issue of Carefree Black Nerd podcast. Um, make sure you visit carefreeblacknerd.com to download past issues and subscribe to future issues of Carefree Black Nerd. Also, Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, new episodes premiering on Sunday afternoons at carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate, share, review, comment, all that good stuff. Um, like and share on SoundCloud. Rate and review on iTunes. And all in all, as usual, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and meet me back here next time for the next installment of Carefree Black Nerd Proper.